<laughs> there. Move. All right, there it is. It is time for the pig pen. Mm-hmm. So recently, if you've been listening to our commercial breaks, we've been running these cool little 25-year retrospective uh, spots that mm-hmm. are sponsored. Very little cool. Vignettes. Yeah, but you get to hear some classic audio, some old stories that you might have forgotten about. And this is one, a part of one that we've been running recently, and I want to play it for you real quick. They delegated me as a snow monkey ambassador. <laughs> Thanks, P1s. And I had to go down and uh, meet with the snow monkey people. One of them jumped off the, the <laughs> top of the truck on my shoulder and was hanging on. And I didn't know what to do. I mean, I was standing there like petrified wood. And, and they raised enough money. They got a new compound. And now they uh, have a, have them under birth control. And <laughs> That's the story of the snow monkey. Yeah. <laughs> So for years, we've always referred to Nolan Ryan with the snow monkeys and fake Nolan Ryan comes on and is always having complications with snow monkeys. He hates them snow monkeys. Yeah. Now, were you guys aware that these were real things, where they come from? Because I thought maybe it was a a rural term for another animal, like it was maybe a a ferret type animal. No, I knew that they were snow monkeys. Snow monkeys. But did you know, in fact, that they were primates? Because of when we had Nolan on, I yeah. mean, there was a, it was a long discussion about those, right? And so, yeah, I mean, he laid everything out. But I've seen photos of him as well, and you've done, how you, you've done a little research on the snow monkey. I've seen how active they are. Let's put it that way. Okay, I knew it was based on reality. Okay, I haven't good. done much research on it, but I knew it was based on reality. Well, here's a, a very brief clip from a National Geographic documentary called "Snow Monkeys in Texas" to give you a little bit of history. Okay, these Japanese macaques, otherwise known as snow monkeys, are frolicking in the waters of this primate sanctuary in Texas. So, what are Fickford snow monkeys? the only primates other than humans that can survive extreme cold doing here in Texas? Well, a small group of these playful creatures once angered the merchants of Kyoto, Japan by raiding their stores. (laughs) They needed to be relocated or they'd be killed. The only place that would take them was a remote corner of good old Texas. And this sanctuary was built for them there. So, I didn't know that. So yes, in 1972, snow monkeys had pretty much overrun Kyoto, Japan. I guess the inventors of the Kyoto Bowl. That's right. The restaurant where the hammer walked out because his plastic spork broke. <laughs> <laughs> great place yes. to eat, great place to drink. So business owners were getting frustrated with the being overrun by snow monkeys in Japan, and they brokered a deal in a small part of Texas 70 miles south of San Antonio called Dilly. Believe it or not, in the fourth grade, I lived for one year in Dilly, Texas. Unbelievable. So you were near the snow monkeys. I was probably within stone's throw of snow monkeys at any given point. Never saw one, had no idea that they had, a, as Nolan Ryan puts it, a compound there. But anyway, the reason they brought them over here was because of the climate because they figured this was a similar climate. It can get cold down there, but it's also very arid and and warm. But unfortunately, when they imported them, they brought over 150 snow monkeys to this compound in Dilly, Texas. They called it the South Texas Primate Observatory. Now, at first, they had a, they had difficulty adapting to the, the really hot temperatures, and a lot of them died. But over time, they ended up adapting, 
And for two decades, they thrived down there to the point that by 1995, their population quadrupled to not even including the ones that they lost to 600 snow monkeys. Oh, wow. Now, what happened? The pop- all living on the same in the same area. Yes, all okay. living on this compound. But in 1994, something happened is a bobcat killed their troop leader. Okay. And they are kind of emboldened to this guy. And when he's gone, chaos and disorder in the ranks of the snow monkeys becomes very evident. This sounds like a script right out of Planet of the Apes. Yeah. For real. Yes. Now, these guys aren't super big, and they're not a real threat to humans, but because they became so comfortable with their surroundings and they didn't have any a centralized figure in their leader to kind of keep order, they ended up hanging out in neighboring ranches, people's houses, and became a general nuisance in the area. So this compound wasn't essentially something that they were trapped in. No. This no, was no, no. free to roam. It was just an area, basically. Yeah, but it, there, there was, there was, they were fenced in. But the problem was, around that time, the the compound was underfunded. It was in disrepair. There were breaches, so the snow monkeys were able to get out. And without their leader keeping them central, centrally located, they had more freedom to roam. They'd take more chances and and wanted to mix more with humans, for whatever reason. Now, what happened was. Until 1994, they were they had been officially protected as a threatened species under the Endangered Species Act. Mm-hmm. Because they became such a nuisance, and all it took was one person to make a phone call, one rancher to say, hey, man, I'm tired of these snow monkeys messing with my tractor. Well, what happened was the uh, they ended up lifting that protection of the snow monkeys. So you could kill them? Well, here's the deal. People, you, it was not legal to kill them. You couldn't hunt them. You, if they, they, they basically became. They weren't in danger. They became like cattle. You can't just go out and randomly kill cattle, right? Whether they're on your land, whether they're on somebody else's land, whether they're feral cattle, you're just not allowed to do that. They're protected, but they're not protected. They weren't protected any longer under an, an endangered species right. uh, moniker. Now, what this meant is around that time in 1994-1995, hunters across the country were hearing about this lift and were trying to get down to South Texas to find outfitters to take them on snow monkey hunts. These little bitty monkeys? Yes. For no other reason other than blood sport. You're not going to eat them. You're not going to... You're not going to make snow monkey stew. No, you're not going to mount their heads or anything like that. You're not going to stitch them together and make snow monkey coats or no. anything? <laughs> no. So on the final day of the 95-96 hunting season, and that's, you know, deer and, and things of that nature, um, four snow monkeys ended up being shot. They were on somebody's property, and the people that shot them were friends of a friend or a guest of a guest of the owner of the ranch and the owner of the ranch had a hunting license it's very vague but they ended up killing three of them and one of them that got his arm shot off their names were missy lily and meggie they all died and two of those the females were nursing mothers at the time oh and just killed them for no reason just because they and were then on left the them on the land just yeah. left their carcass there jason the male that had a stump for an arm he ended up surviving yeah <laughs> but this this was the catalyst that got the ball rolling okay. to get them protected. protected. They ended up raising more money, um, and they got the compound 
expanded, built up, more protected. They didn't prosecute anybody because they really couldn't prove who did it or how it happened. But now, since then, since the 90s, they've been living in this compound and have been there since for 50 years. And is it like Nolan says in the promo? They're on birth control? I I didn't find anything. I, I got this article from... 14 years ago in the Austin Statesman. The one thing that did stand out to me is that (laughs) the martyred monkeys didn't die in vain because the shooting led entertainer Wayne Newton to San Antonio for a fundraiser. What? So Wayne Newton held a fundraiser to protect snow monkeys and help beef up their compound. You ever heard that? No, have not. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Other people gave cash and their time, and the the primate refuge movement has grown nationwide. And after those shootings of snow monkeys, they were able to move to, like I said, a larger and more secure facilities. And uh, now it's known as the Animal Protection Institute Primate Sanctuary, and that's where they live to this day in harmony. But it took their leader getting killed by a bobcat, them going wild ass, somebody calling and complaining and getting the protection lifted from them and then having three of them sacrificed to have anybody do anything about it to get the funds up to rebuild their sanctuary. And then bringing in Wayne Newton for a fundraiser. And no doubt Nolan Ryan was probably a big help as well because he is the snow monkey ambassador. Okay, I'm looking now to see how many snow monkeys are alive. Currently? Yeah, down there. It doesn't say. I'm looking at a 2017 article and they're talking about the sanctuary in Dilly. But they're not... Okay, the group... Yeah, it doesn't say nowadays how many there are. Whatever the case, they're really crazy-looking creatures, Yeah, man. Well, it's cool that we have that in Texas. Yeah, and random as hell. And the fact that they were able to roam about and and live independently and and acclimate to the climate and their surroundings. 600. Just like like they were native, so they're still at 600. 600. They're at 600 monkeys. They can no longer accept new requests. 600. That's probably because we put them on birth control. That's right. They're all wearing IUDs. All handed out a bunch of monkey rubbers. (laughs) They got rubbers now. I'll have the extra small magnums. All right, that's a pig That's a good job, pig pen. Shout out to the snow monkeys. The ticket. All right, so a couple of days ago, we had the idea... Uh, Mino left the studio to go wee wee or TT, and the ticket ticker bed was left up after the ticker was done, and Danny started singing ridiculous lyrics just to kill time before Mino, Mino came back. back. Yeah, to turn the damn thing off. Just and then, doing a little, just a little improv oh, comedy. Totes, it's man. kind of so my you're thing. like the Eminem of the ticket. I am. <laughs> a little free form. And so we were laughing at it, and it was funny, and we thought, man, it would be really funny if somebody did put lyrics to that well, to that bed. Bob demanded it. Yeah, yeah, he did. I mean, he put it in our very Slack box. It was like a, a big idea. A, it was like more of a making a wish than it was a demand, but okay. Well, Whatever gets us to our destination. <laughs> yeah, I had no problem with it. I frankly had never thought of that before. It seems like such an easy thing, easy bit, especially as much crap like that as we've done through the years. Right. But uh, there are a lot of songs, and we can get to this at a later date, that, that you don't, you've never heard. You've never heard the lyrics to these songs. Um, but they do, and have you know, MASH is probably the, the number one thing. Did you know the Hawaii Five O song? Dun, 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 that has lyrics. I didn't know. I didn't yeah. know that. Yes. They're terrible. Yeah, it's it almost sounds like an SNL bit. So there's a lot. The Masters theme, the NCAA championship 
theme. All of these songs that you never thought had lyrics, they do have lyrics. So we thought, why not add lyrics to the Ticket Ticker Bed? So, without further ado, <laughs> I here, got this in here, David. Yes. Here is your Ticket Ticker Bed with lyrics. The Ticket Ticker. Ticket Ticker Bed. It gets in your motherfucking head. It's the Ticket Ticker Bed. Whoa, yeah. You're sitting around the house with your hand down your pants. You're feeling the burn. You don't have a chance. Is it Dokken who wrote this music, you ask? Your ears are bleeding. It's whipping your ass. It excites you. It frights you. You wish you were dead. Oh, my God. It's the ticket ticker bed. Ticket ticker bed. It can send me out motherfucking head. It's the ticket ticker bed. Yeah. Julie, Sean, and Ty, and Matt Birmingham, they tell you the scores with your dick in your hands. It's a minute of your life, you can't get back. I'm tired of the Rangers, I'm sick of Dak. I already know the scores, enough has been said. Can we finally stop this ticket ticker bed? Ticket ticker bed, it gets in your motherfucking head. It's a ticket ticker bed, I said. Hang on. <laughs> Every single day and twice an hour, they're scrambling around. They're wielding their power. They put you to sleep with old hockey scores. Like who won the cup in 1974? I load my revolver. I place it to my head. It's the last thing I'll hear. The ticket ticker. Bang! <laughs> I'm dead. Hang on. Ticket ticker. That's it. Um, oh, I'm yeah. so happy. That is awesome. It is so cheap and poorly produced. No, it's magical. And you should have seen me in my office today with my headphones on and my microphone in there recording this and just... <laughs> I mean, and you can't hear anything. Was your dog like? Hang going, on, okay. And I'm in there, <laughs> and at one okay. So my dog was sleeping on the couch. Crash. She had a long night, partying, partying. And I'm in there, and you can't hear anything in the house other than my acapella vocal going take it, take it, and I'm doing all the animations to get into character. And I finish the last line, and I look over to my left, and there she is. Just sitting about five feet from me with that look that dogs have, like looking at you with their head turned sideways. Yeah, something's wrong. Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah. Has she ever heard you do? She's probably heard you sing, but yeah. not like that. She's heard me you know, perform with an instrument, but not just like where I'm screaming my head off like Godzilla. It's really weird. And it's so, Bob, so you got to watch... You got to watch Tenacious D, because that has a Tenacious D vibe that yeah. is out of control. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm on it. I'm on it, but I don't know that it can improve what I just heard because that was awesome. Yeah. That's exact. Like that's like the top end of any possibility <laughs> of trying to make that into a song. Yep. Music by who wrote that music? I don't even know. I know who played bass on it. 
Who? James Driscoll from Chomsky. For real? Yeah. It, that was all done locally. I didn't know really? that. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. I thought that was like a national thing that you just kind of pluck. No, no, no. These were customly customized and done specifically for this station. So does James get a cut of this? Oh, he probably got a one-time payout of like $150 knowing this company. Meanwhile, this thing is run a f- ad nauseum million for, times. for 30 years. Yeah, <laughs> now it has lyrics. Right. <laughs> Tyke, would you prefer to do your ticker bet, your ticker with words or without? <laughs> I think I like it more as maybe a workout song. I don't know about for ticket ticker song. <laughs> so annoying. Boy, it does well, what have do you a... Think of, what do you think of that creation, Ty? As somebody who knows the ticker better than any of us, what does that do for you? It it pumps me up. It gets me ready for five fifty for sure. I'm ready to roll. Get you ready with, for some some NHL scores from, from 1974. 1974. <laughs> yes. Does Pumped. it does it uh, inspire you to think that the P1s is your as you and Julie and Matt Berm and Sean and Matt Birmingham are issuing ticket tickers while people have their D in their hands? Yeah. <laughs> it, it puts a weird image. <laughs> I'm doing a ticker. Well, you know how yeah. you, you, when you want to alleviate the the pressure of of uh, public speaking, mm-hmm. you picture everybody naked. So maybe that's what you do. You picture every P1 as you're nervous and they're doing your ticker ah. with their D in their hands. The, the goal Great in idea. this is for when there is a ticket ticker, when that intro song, that music at the beginning fires off, that they don't hear anything of what the 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 reporters are saying. Right. They just hear ticket ticker bread. <laughs> Perfect. Like, everything else is ruined up here anyway. See, I love the fact, and it's very outside-the-box thinking when it comes to songs. I love the fact that the chorus starts the song. Uh Uh-huh. You don't... Yeah, it's old school. You start with the chorus. That's right. And then you move on to verses. There are very few songs that do that. There's actually a lot, but it's more of an old-school thing. Songs you hear now, like the last one that I heard was a Jason Isbell song... Uh, don't want to die in a Super 8 mode. That's the way that song mm-hmm. starts. There are very few of them that do that now, though. Yep, it's a lost start. That's Let, badass. Unless, unless you understand musical composition like Danny. <laughs> That's true. With a bridge at the end. Yeah. It was just kind of like a, a coda, an outro, if you will. The ticket. It is very rare that the hard line has an intern. We haven't had too many of these over the years because we just don't like to waste our time with them mainly (laughs) but we have one now and oddly enough i did not find out about this until the last petty theft show when the guy showed up there and told me he was our intern and i'm going oh really that's a danny paul thing this guy's a buddy of danny paul so he's not a buddy i've never met him before i'm twice twice his age 19 are you 18 or 19 18 18 well how'd you get this gig um, he whipped my ass. Oh, uh, yeah. I emailed Danny. This is Earl the intern. <laughs> Earl. <laughs> the name's not Earl. It is now. Is it? Jake? Yes, sir. Jake. <laughs> Don't call him sir. They're sir. Y'all are. Okay. Monkeys. That's, By the way, Grego. Very yeah. wise. Grego comes Jake. in today. Is Jake has been here, I don't know how long now. A month. A couple month. Of, yeah, a few weeks. I've never seen him. Hang on. So Grego walks into the control room. Jake's sitting back there in the corner. And Greg was like, who are you? <laughs> I'm Jake, you know, the intern. Oh, never seen you before. Shakes his hand. You leave. And Jake goes, that's the third time I've met him and shook his hand. <laughs> <laughs> you are so oblivious, the man. hammer. <laughs> <laughs> and then you laugh about it. Well, that, that'll happen. <laughs>
All right, how did you wind up here? Uh, I just emailed Danny because I, w- I wanted to do uh, sports journalism for a while. Oh, really? Yeah, so I just... And you go to UTA, Danny. right? Yes, sir. <laughs> Are we sticking with the sir? Go ahead, man. Yeah, All right. go ahead and stick with the sir. All right. <laughs> yes, sir. Where'd you go to high school? Richland in uh, North Richland Hills. Oh, okay. And you go to UTA now, and you wanted to be you want to be in sports journalism. Do you think this is sports journalism? <laughs> Do you listen? I did before I came. Do you listen to the ticket? <laughs> yeah, for forever now. So you knew what you were getting into. Yeah, you fan of this show? Oh yeah. You were in third my grade way, when we went on the way. air. Well, my dad used to listen. Oh, okay. I used to listen with my dad. Uh, now, see, this is a... That always makes me feel good. Th- this is a crazy phenomenon, but we're starting to I get know. into this. I know. I mean, we are starting to develop a second generation of listener now. Which is good. We need that. So you've listened for a long time. Yeah. Like middle school on, probably? Well, uh, I, can, I can remember listening when my dad would drive around, and then I started listening again whenever I got a car, because... I don't sit in my house and listen to AM radio, but... Sure, it's dorky. Yeah, very. <laughs> but did I mean, you like it when your dad would listen to it, or did you think yeah, it was... Yeah, well, my dad would just get real pissed off and call in a lot. <laughs> <laughs> my dad tried his, to his fight dad is, Rocco, his I His dad is blue in the grove. Your dad tried to fight Rocco? Yeah, I tried to get him to fight him on the air, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I remember that. But you would have killed Rocco? <laughs> We would, we, we would have been on board with that. <laughs> All right. We would have sponsored that. So, Jake, there's several interesting oh. qualities about him. Well, let's describe Jake's appearance to give a visual to the P1 ladies out there. He's, right, he's a good-looking kid, yeah, I'll is. tell you that. You know what? He kind of um, looks like Ashton Kutcher. Uh, oh, I get that all the time. I hate that guy. Why? Oh, he's you so, should, he's you so know how much annoying. wool that guy gets? Oh, my gosh. You should, wool? You should. <laughs> that's something your dad would understand. Right. That's a, that's a 70s term, bro. Uh, he's a tall kid. How tall are you? 6'4". Uh, 6'4"? Six four. Six four? He's a little taller than me. God, dude. Wait, you play you, basketball or anything? No, I just play football. Surprising, I know. But, yeah, I played football in high school. Were you good? In high school. Uh, yeah, I played receiver. I was uh, so-so. I was a hard worker. Were you? Ah. Now, you don't look like an athlete. Yeah, I know. You look kind of dirty and, you know, just... Kind of like you. Like, yeah, like you're in a band. Scumbaggish. Right. I am in a band. You are in a band. Yeah. <laughs> good God. And what's Who's the name of the band? in a band? Yeah. Well, me. I'm in the Wasters, so... Shut up. What? Play Am I not? Play your harmonica. <laughs> the Golfsmith theme song. <laughs> right. <laughs> what's your band's name? A Time for Nothing. And what kind of music... Uh, uh, would we hear if we heard a time for nothing plight's craft? Rock. <laughs> punk? Oh, okay, well, what kind of Metal? rock? Punk, I guess. Who Let's... would you compare yourselves to? Uh, no one very popular, I don't think. Well, just throw no. a name out. Throw a band out there. Give us something. Come on. The Used? The Used. Okay. They're pretty good, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's your, that's your best bit you've got going now. <laughs> the Used. Okay. So did your dad encourage you to call the ticket? And well, I told him here? I wanted to get into it, and uh, then I told well, I told him I was thinking about emailing Danny because I didn't think anybody else would because we respond. get we get tons of email. Everybody wants to be an intern for us. Normally we just blow them off. I just tell him I said, it's look, we don't, we don't have interns. Well, yeah. Jake was very persistent. He did well, in what way? No, he didn't. He didn't, no he didn't stop no. at at one email, and I, I just I don't know the way. 
He just sounded like he'd be a good fit. Wait, that makes somebody it sound that like we I'm could creepy. No, he, he emailed me back. I emailed him I, back yeah. and said, you know, well, what do you what do you got? What can you do? And he has really good computer knowledge, and that's basically a lot of what interns do is archiving and stuff like that. And uh, go to Dairy Queen. Yeah, and, and make Dairy Queen runs. And I, his personality came through on the email. I, Why know. we had a single Dairy Queen run from this guy? None. Zero. You, haven't, you haven't asked. Although he did, he did offer runs to go get blizzards today. He did, he did make that offer. Why didn't we take him up on that? No, 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 no. <laughs> but you if, know, he offers, I, if he offers again, I'm taking him up on it. I used to intern for this show. No, you, you know never that? interned no. for our show. Snake. Yeah, I did. You remember that? I don't no. remember that at all. Are you kidding that. me? I don't remember you as an intern. You're kidding me. He was the fat kid with a beard. <laughs> yeah. I remember you as an overnight board op. Before that, I interned. Cat hired me to uh, get my... To be an intern? Yes. You weren't an intern for us. Grego, yes, I was. Well, you know what? You remember calling me... As, the... as Jake can tell you, I don't get yeah. real involved with it. No, you didn't. You called me the cocky intern. Does <laughs> oh, that not ring right. a bell? Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought remember. everybody called you that. I thought that was just kind of out there in circulation. Or the cocky, the cocky Indian. Indian. Cocky Indian. Yeah. yeah. But that was when you worked here. Yeah, I thought you were already on board by then. I remember that. Yeah, that was yesterday. <laughs> no, so you're you're on your way, man. Am I? To snake, yeah. You're on your way to snake them. Right. No, no, no. It's a very prominent position in this company. My mother will be proud. Okay, so now, do, you, do your mom, does she have any idea what's going on up here? What yeah. we do? Uh, well, actually, the first time she ever listened was the uh, Tower of Smeat day, so that was really <laughs> that was one of really, our finer moments. Yeah, that was a radio gold for my mom to hear there. What she's had to say about that? Uh, well, she was cooking dinner, I think, and she said she didn't even finish listening to it because it grossed her out. She so wasn't that, very so, proud of you. So, what are she? do any of your buddies listen to the ticket? They do all? now because I burned a CD off Danny's computer and gave him a bunch of repro man and overcusser and they like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want him to hear the Sean Bradley action figure. I have to get that. He's obsessed with the Sean Bradley action figure. He thinks that's a funny bit. From like five years ago. <laughs> that's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Do we have that still? It's See, somewhere. It's in there somewhere. See, Jake, that was back when Danny used to the do toy show. of the millennium that your kids have been waiting Dude, look. I you know, many, you, you know, beer. Do you know how many people hey, would love hey. to be the intern oh, yeah. for us? Because we don't do I that. It. I mean, you've really yeah. done something. Well, you're that, pretty cocky yourself it. over no, there, no, no, too. No. Talking Danny all like that. I respect y'all. You guys. It's just the sirs. But yeah. see, the thing is, Danny and myself, we're not your contemporaries. I know. I mean, we're your fathers. Theoretically, almost. Danny could father you. Right. Odd. He's 18 years. He was... I'm 36. What year were you uh, born? 85. I know. I can't. I graduated high school. That. He graduated when you were in 86. One. Yeah, that's weird. You I graduated in 96. Your, crap Thank in your you. pants when I graduated high school. Yeah. Boom. Oh, there you go. <laughs> So, so I mean, you're, you're doing I pretty you good. Just sold this. Just getting to be. No, we haven't gotten to the good part we don't, yet. We don't do that. No, he's lucky. I appreciate it. And he walked away yesterday Sorry. with everybody. Everybody's cubicle has like just random old beer laying around <laughs> that people have given us, and it just sits there. And so Jake went around and collected all the old beer and put no, it in a shoebox. No, 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 I gave it to him. <laughs> there was no collection. God, most of that's been there for ten years. It's, it's gone already too. Thanks, Aren't you Danny. a little young for that anyway? For beer, no, you're not old enough to drink. Yeah. He's not an old, old enough to buy it. Right. So My parental units are okay with it. <clears throat> we found out a couple of weeks ago. 18 is... Hey, when I was 18, it was legal. That's what their reasoning is. How old your dad? Uh, 44. Right. How old are you? 44. <laughs>
Wonderful. The right. hammer. Well, let's get into the future of the uh, or the future of the youth of America. Yeah. Oh. So so Jakey Earl over here and all his buddies. This is what they like. This is a big evening for them. Jake was up here one day, and I think it was a Friday, maybe. How like, long what have you been here? He's been here like a month. A month. You've met him three times. Yeah. Three times you've shook the man's hand. One time I was wearing the Strokes t-shirt. You told me not to wear it back. Okay. Don't wear that shirt anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. Boy, yeah, really? I think I remember that. Yeah, sure you do. Mm -hmm. So we were like, what are you doing this weekend, man? No, I don't know. Just going back to the house. He hangs out at his house quite a bit. Yeah, he's got his own house with a, with a couple buddies, right? Or yeah. is it just yours? No, that's my uh, roommate's grandparents' house. Okay. And how many guys live there? Three. Or, yeah, three. But that's Usually like... Usually about eight, though. Your place is like crash central. It's a party house, huh? Yeah. Eight! <laughs> because you don't have... Do you have a fake ID? Can you get into bars or anything? No. I wouldn't go to a bar anyways. Why? Too many people, I think. I'm kind of freaked out by He's that. an introvert. He's got social anxiety so. disorder or something mm -hmm. like that. But to combat that... He'll invite all of his friends over to his house to create the bar scene, which you fear. And just for kicks, here we go. He'll call strippers up and have them come over. <laughs> now, how do you work that out? Do you know a bunch of strippers? Call them no, up. No, 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 no. Not like that. There's like a service. Stripper. It was like a. It was like a gag. Because he got up out of, out of the control room that Friday. Had his cell phone in his hand. I go, where are you going? He goes, i got to go call a stripper for tonight. <laughs> I'm like, what? That sounds terrible. but That's what you said. Yeah, but it was, it was like a joke. It wasn't like, uh -huh. I've never been to a strip club. It wasn't. Well, I know. But how, how many times have you ordered a stripper? Well, once it was for my friend's birthday. And this time it was just like a joke. The girls are more into it than the guys. It's weird. It's so just, the girl, you'll have a big bash over there? Yeah. And... It's just like, it's a joke. But. But you do it still. Yeah. And it's fun. It's a joke. What kind of joke is it? I don't, I don't know. He's trying to weasel his way yeah, out of this exactly somehow. Yeah, that's exactly what he's yeah. doing. It's <laughs> no joke. It's a joke? So you'll be well, able to... I mean, it's fun. Well, what do you guys no, do? Where, where do you live? Is your house in Arlington? or? No, uh, it's in Bedford. We're just right off 183. So you guys are all sitting around drinking beer with, with other girls, too? Yeah. And, and then the stripper, stripper will show up. Get a stripper. She, it's, she just, like, performs. It's like the... It's like strippers. It's burlesque. Midget, same thing. It's funny. Is it tasteful? Uh, no. Strippers and midgets are the same thing? <laughs> well, it's like a gag. It's an act. It's a bit. So, so what do you mean? So when they come over, then you'll have to pay them, right? Yeah, we pay for them. What does that run? Uh, one forty, one fifty. And everybody, it's like getting a keg. Everybody pitches in five bucks. Yeah. They get the whole crew. This wasn't my idea. I'm just the organizer. <laughs> I put stuff together. You're the stripper producer. Yeah. yeah. You're the thinker of the bunch. Exactly. And so when they come over, what do they do? I mean, do they get naked? Well, uh, not completely. Topless. Well, then what yeah. the hell use is it? Well, they yeah, get topless. Kinda, it was kind of lame not the second time. I'm, you're not it, interested? It won't happen. It's not not really. If you were 18, yeah. you're not interested. I quickly lost interest. You know, if I was 18, I'm out getting it on my own. <laughs> For 150 bucks, you can get a real live whore. <laughs> a real live whore? <laughs> yeah. Anyways. So they hang out for what? An hour? Yeah. They do a little show and have out outfits. And do you tip them? Yeah, you tip them. Or they'll leave, as we found out last time. <laughs> what happened? Uh, a lot. One of my friends had been drinking since about five, I think, and she made us take him out of the room because he was getting... Handsy? Scary. Very handsy. Uh-oh. <laughs> very scary. So she bailed right after that. Well, that'll happen. Yeah. But that won't happen again, Mom. Mom. <laughs> Is your mom listening? I, think I, I have know. issues. I don't know. With yeah. mom. 
I don't know. We, or, okay, Corby, well, were now, you... you got a girlfriend, don't you? Yeah, she was there. <laughs> oh, she was? Yeah. Oh, dear. Is she 18? Yeah. Oh, my. You got a girlfriend at the Petty Theft gig that night. Yeah. That's who I... How'd you get and, into Dada? Yeah, how did... Yeah, well, okay, Danny, Dude. Danny told me that it would be okay. I thought it would be okay. I thought and it was 18 and up. My girlfriend's in love with Bob Dylan, so we went out there, and that's whenever I was like... Trying to tell the guy that I interned for Danny, and Mike walked out and was like, "Who are you, dude?" And I was, I was so scared. My girlfriend thought I lied and made the whole thing uh, up that I had been doing nothing. Or so, Jake. Yeah, it failed. All right. So what are you gonna do for us? I mean, what's what's the deal? I mean, I've been. He's gonna do the same thing that Bruce Valanche did. The Enco stuff. Archive. And but we need to expand. You know, you have. Like, I don't even. I don't even know why we archive anything. We never go back. Sure, we do. When we just replay the beta. When you guys do mail-in shows, that, hey, Cycle pulled that right off the Inco. Right. right. And it's been it, archived. Yeah, that's because it's archived. Kick it. Are you going to be dedicated about this? Oh yeah. He's been up here Kick every Thursday, Tuesdays and Thursdays ever since he started. And he said he'd run errands and bring you guys stuff. See, that's the deal. We need to find stuff for him to do. Grego, you were talking about getting a personal assistant. Yep. Is your life so hectic these days? Right. There you go. I'll do it. You'll do anything, right? Yeah. He'll well. also shave his head for $100 or a case of Heineken. And a stripper. No, no right? a case no. of Heineken and a bottle, and a of, bottle of tequila. He'll My shave God, his I'm head. I'm not into the strippers. Are, that's that's over. Whatever, that, dude. No. Okay. So sure maybe if we're, if we're bored one day... Yeah, just call a him shave his head. Shave your head. Here's a hundred bucks. Yeah, we'll have a stripper come up and shave your head. <laughs> well, we ought to send him out with a wireless somewhere sometime. So if he's got anything, he may have something. All he right. might. Sounds like he's got a little personality. Send him out, see if he can do a gag. Yeah. He may he suck. Would you do that? He's yeah, so it. nervous. No. You feel you're more comfortable now, aren't you? Yeah, a lot more. Okay. He's real scared of Grego, too. Why? Well, because the whole... I know the, I know the strokes thing was a joke, but it was kind of... It was my first. It was like my first day. Really? And I felt. Stupid. I'm just kidding. Don't yeah. be scared of me. I'm an easy going guy. I'm an easy going guy. You're head. intimidating. Am I? Big yeah. huggy bear. I'm not intimidating. <laughs> Is Mike intimidating? No, he's Mike, nice. Mike's nice. Yeah. I'm not saying. Greg it's usually not the nice. other way around. Yeah. Usually people are scared to death of the old man. Saying you know how you doing and stuff like that. So <coughs> I don't know. And I think it's going to be great because we're going to eventually set you eventually up. Eventually, I'll take over Danny's job. That's next, what he wants to week. do. Wow. But we're going to set uh, Jake up with, with Reiner's you know, daughter. You know, yeah. you, you on a nice date. You wouldn't have to do much to take Danny's job. <laughs> I think I already actually do. Danny's Why would you job. want his job? Me and my wife and, and Danny and his wife yeah. and yep. Jake, and Jake, Jordan. Wow. Jake and Jordan. Jake and Jordan. We'll go out for a night on the town. Right. Wow. How about that? That's what do you think, Mike? That, that's a great idea. With stripper Jake. Yeah. That's a great idea. Fit right in with his scene. College oh, yeah. boy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She'd fit Is this the right kind of college in. boy that you want her to be dating? Well, I don't know. He, he seems like a nice guy. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he is. I think he's up to a little mischief, though. See, I like the idea that he's... Just a regular. He knows how to use a computer. Maybe you can give me some lessons. Full lessons? I can try. <laughs> if you, like I've got a, like I've got a, like I've got a, I've got a digital camera. If you want an archive? I can. Oh really? Would you give Greg like full I've got lessons a, right see, now, I've got Jake? A, for I've got a digital, I've got a digital lessons. camera that's full of uh, pictures. And I can't do anything with it. I can't take any more pictures. It's just full. I don't know what to do with it. If you need le full lessons, lessons on new window or archiving, then Jake's your guy, right? Or strippers. And you like Slayer too, huh? I love Slayer. You do? <laughs> oh, you yeah. like that song? Yeah. 
Mike Slayer? Get ready, Jake. Well, Jake, I don't know what you did. But... <laughs> For full lessons with Grego. I don't know what you've done, but warming your way in to be a hardline intern, that's... You must have something. Thanks, sir. An email address is what he had. That's yeah. all he did. But we get those all the time. But he found it. It made it to Danny's desk, so you get them all the time. Danny doesn't. Well, there it is. Another horrifying look at the youth of America here on the hard line.